it is uh, February 6, 6 uh, February 2024. And um, I wake up in the night and uh, I was uh, disturbed of uh, uh, the this what happened to me uh, about the doctor uh, and what's not uh, not the stress of it or something but I wanted to to do it. Uh, write a, a mail to our television, uh, not this uh, uh, commercial television, but this uh, for the uh, country uh, that we need to have a television. Uh, I don't know what it's called, a country television. And um, so I write them about this, that uh, the doctor uh, look at the, uh, my problem, health problem, was what they thought in uh, for 20 years ago, in 2024. 20, 2004, 2004, uh, and uh, it was just when I come back from United States, and and they didn't didn't understand, but I I think I forgive them for to not understand, but they should not be like nonchalant or ignorant about it, that maybe is more to learn in a psychology. And uh, so I, I was, was trying to find help for all this uh, stress I had when I come back to Sweden from being homeless in the United States in three and a half years and had no money at all. Those people in the United States that uh, was homeless and am homeless, it's it's very much that uh, I don't say that everyone, but uh, all of them came with a car. They had a car, so they could, if they got gas in the car, they could drive away from the city and uh, or stay uh, a little far away from center of attention and then sleep in the car and they had all their belongings in the car so for me is it not to be homeless when you have a car when when you don't have have a car you are walking or take need to take the bus to wherever you should be. That's to be homeless. A car is a home for me. But uh, you maybe think differently. Um, So I didn't have that. And uh, the homeless people, they go to friends and sleep in the daytime and eat and, and could do whatever. Uh, mo- uh, many of them uh, used drugs, so they were doing that in the daytime. And, uh, 
and then they had parents that they could go home or relatives to go home and eat and sleep at their place and uh, then only that they couldn't sleep where they were they go and and uh, be like they were homeless but they were not real homeless they had places where they could sleep and then uh, after after a while after some years some uh, maybe two years uh, i talked to people some people that was homeless it was a young man that was interested in me they didn't uh, wanted me for sexual things they only was interested in me and uh, uh, they were going to the church and and uh, and did uh, some drugs sometimes and uh, and in the united states there is uh, daily work very much so they work when they need to have extra money for to drugs to drugs and then they prefer to be homeless to not to need to pay the rent and uh, and they were a little smart men but not smart in their lifestyle but they were smart and they uh, told me uh, because I asked them, where have you your belongings? Uh, you, you walk around in the city and you have nothing with you. And uh, there was some, uh, some women uh, told me that they, they, uh, uh, dig a hole in the ground under a bushes and then uh, put their belongings in the ground and then they have like a home in the park uh, where they have their belongings and people didn't see it so I suppose that uh, those with, with landscaping they find sometimes things digging down in the ground and uh, then the women say they they have a man so they are they were together with a man only to to have their belongings uh, where he, he where he was living or have friends that could take care of them and they had sex with those men was so ugly with no teeth and sweating because of all the drugs and much older than them maybe not older but because of all the drugs and drinking they look older and I how can they be together with with those men i was thinking that was like um, a limit i never wanted to go there and uh, but i i was close to it anyway as i didn't have any any home and any money so sometimes i i treated me like what i could almost be a normal person so i was to uh, dating some ugly men also uh, but not uh, going so fast so i was in sexuality with them um, but i let them give me things and uh, 
enough drugs to give me food to eat and I I got some belongings from them that they, I suppose they have stolen, got perfume like that uh, from them. And and I was so poor, so I accepted what they gave me, if it was nice things. And um, and I I dropped uh, what I should say about uh, to be homeless. It's uh, those uh, that was homeless in United States, most of them. I don't say everyone, but they had a diagnosis. And they say to me, go and get your diagnosis. They say, go to a doctor and he do that diagnosis. And, and they show me how to act like be crazy. Do this, they say to me, and uh, and showing me how to act crazy. But they didn't understood that I was, I was not American. I didn't, I didn't live in United States. I was there without any paper. I didn't have any home or nothing. I couldn't go to the doctor and say, right means I get retirement for be crazy. So uh, I didn't answer them. I let them believe that I was American. And, uh, and the, those uh, men that I was talking about uh, they told me that they had their belongings in a in a store unit they rent for about in that time was it fifty dollar uh, rent one month a store unit and so I did that uh, when I. I had got a home, uh, and but uh, I couldn't pay the rent. But in that time, I had a home. I collected much uh, things, so I knew what to do. So I went, went and rent a store unit. There is uh, parks, lots of parks in the United States. There is in in Sweden here also, but not the same same thing. Uh, so I had that store unit and know what to do because I could uh, go there and let the door be open because there was camera checking out who was going into that area and uh, if it was warm outside I could have the door open and then I I lay there with my belongings and sleep for a little while and had if I had some food I eat there and uh, had it as a little home. So that's what they did. They rent a small place where they could sleep in the daytime. I tried to sleep in the in the mall in the big storehouses and uh, but the the security guard come and wake me up and say, you can't sleep here. So that was not a good idea. So uh, this is uh, for me to be homeless, 
to not have anything to go and and rest and get some food to eat and these things and be with other people that I hadn't when I was in the United States. So when I come back to Sweden, I I was uh, I was with a Muslim family one year before I come home, but that was not resting place because they were really mean to me, very bad people to me, and uh, uh, because I was. In that time I was Christian and I had the Bible in my room and they saw it and and hate it. But as it was uh, 2002 and uh, they couldn't hire an American girl to their home because of the terrorist attack that they had to hide and uh, there were some uh, some evidence that he was the man was in the terror to do with something that I have told you uh, in other episode about it and uh, so uh, I was scared when I come home. I was more tired than scared. Tired inside me. I was a wreck. I I I had to go and do something. Uh, and uh, I go to to the psychology and they they thought I had not been in the United States. They say that I have been sleeping on the street in Sweden and uh, so they didn't believe in what I was talking about when it's come to be homeless in the United States. And they saw me as uh, saw me as a poor woman. So how could I how could I fly to United States and have no money laying on the street? So they don't understand that that I I was not from the beginning poor. I was manager for the computer system in our city and I was uh, this tenants uh, uh, manager for the tenants in the city. I did many things. I had money uh, before I left and then I didn't get had any money in the United States. But I had from the start when I bought a flight ticket to United States. And then I got the flight ticket from my daughter's father. He bought one for me and sent it to me because I, I that was the good thing that I lived with those Muslims because then I had an address so he could send me the flight ticket or else I have not could coming home because I didn't have any money to buy the flight ticket. I had once but they were stolen from me. But my daughter's father pay the flight ticket uh, and in that way he was good in that way, but I, I I think it was very much 
selfish things also because he was by himself and he say that he missed me and he didn't understood that he let me go when we were living together in 16 years and then he let me go so I think he had in his mind that he should uh, take uh, be together with me because he he let me stay in his our house for maybe two three weeks, but then I I felt like it's creeping, it's coming back to me how he treated me. So I say that I need to start my life again. So I left him and and I come to the city where I am now. And um, so the, uh, it was so bad that they um, they uh, uh, psychologists thought I w- w- had been poor all my life. And that is very much that I have seen that that uh, they think that poor ones poor forever. Uh, and you know it's not true. Some of you know it's not true because it's life is up and downs. So you can have money, lots of money, but you you maybe have taken all the money out from doing party things, drugs, drinking. And you can maybe have spent it on on a partner. I I I live with a man in Chicago, and he he pay. I, I think he he say three thousand every month for having a daughter with another woman and uh, she took very much money from him because they have a daughter together and that also can make the money go away even if you have money it's going away from you in some way and so but they uh, here in Sweden they are thinking like that, and and in that way is it also easy for people that is coming from other countries that they coming running away from a war, for example, that they look like they are poor when they are coming here, but they have been much wealthy and they may be on their way to Sweden have put in the money in a bank account in another country to use it when they have coming to a place to live so they maybe have lots of money on a bank account but that's the, the Swedish See it. No, I hear some of saying this that that uh, they have learned. No, there's many that have not learned that, and let them come in here and treat them like they are poor, because they like to see people poor. And they want you to be poor. They want you to be needy. So they, even if you tell them that that you have money, they don't believe you because they they are they see who 
how you look like, and they know you're coming from a war, for example, and the, and then they think that, and that's good for those people that want to come here and and te- go on vacation later on to that country where they have the money stored. So I have lived in houses where there is no no people in their home. They have got a home from Sweden and they have coming here from war. And they are never here. They are never in Sweden. They have that money f- from Sweden and then they work or live in another country, but they don't sign themselves in into that country. They only live there and get money there. And uh, so it's uh, this blindness that make hard for some people and easy for some people. And... uh, for me, it's been harder as they had seen me poor. But one thing was good to see me as poor. It was when I had my cats. And and they knew I had cats. But they were thinking I was poor. So they thought I had a cat you can pick up from the street. That cost never never anything, but I have real breed. I have ragdoll cats that I was selling to get some money to to build up my life, and then what was it to travel to Israel the first time? The cats paid much of of my traveling to Israel because I had kittens and I sold them. And I sold them for much money. You know what a ragdoll cat breed cost. It's a... It's a, it's a, uh, I don't know, uh, um, 1,500 dollar, I think, like that, for one kitten. And then when I, first time I, I traveled to Israel, I had got six kittens. My cat have given me six kittens. So, I had money to pay uh, to travel to Israel the first time. And uh, my daughter's father took care of my cats when I was in Israel. But uh, next time he didn't do that. And uh, I could, because I didn't have a male cat, so I could let them stay in them. in a, rent them in into treatment uh, home for kitten, for cats. When you're on vacation, you can have them in a place like a kennel. So I did that. So I could travel. And uh, But this, I did never saw it. They uh, never ask for tax for those selling cats, and uh, because they saw me as poor, so uh, in that way was it good that they they didn't understood that I had not been poor my whole life. So, so uh, now, tomorrow, uh, 
am I going to do the test that I have I have paid for myself and will it will it not be an answer there is there some other test I can do a pay uh, on on my own and uh, it is a Is it um, now? I I have to take my glasses so that I don't see. Cortisol. The test is cortisol. It is not a common uh, thing, but it cortisol is a hormone. And uh, it it had with a uh, stress to do. It's called uh, the stress hormone. Uh, and cortisol is turn on and off, depend what's happened in your day. And uh, and the lowest is it uh, when just. Just when you wake up, mostly most people have sleep, slept and uh, relaxed, and then it's built up again when you start your day, and that can also make because, uh, like me, I don't take. Uh, the sugar test uh, in the morning I take it in the evening and then is it very high uh, no it's opposite I take the uh, the medicine in the evening and then I test the blood sugar in the morning but not ex- not immediately so it start to build up as soon as i i wake up and uh, that is on the kidneys uh, that uh, hit the kidneys if it's no balance in it it should be like cortisol, it should be going up and going down, but not high up and not low down. It should be like a wave in the body, depend on what you are doing. Because cortisol can be good if someone threatens you. So you you have this this hormone that make you could run away from things or to be uh, clear in the head and know what to do and I understand it now because uh, I am the smartest I am is when I. I mean threat when people try to kill me I could always have and I have talking about it without knowing this about cortisol that uh, I have told you that I the be- uh, the best weapon you can have is in your brain to talk you out from situations and that I have done but it has been so many times that I have thinking this is my last last hour time minutes seconds before I die
uh, so I the cortisol have going up in me many many times very high too high for for to be normal but it also have helped me to be like like the time stand still and i i don't run away i find i must find a way to talk me out because uh, what i knew about myself is that i am not good to run i have never been good in running fast uh, we we were forced in the school to uh, have sport and one of the sport we needed to do was to run uh, i think it was 60 meters to run and every time i should run and i knew i should be so slow so they going to laugh at me because i can't run so every time i i pretend that i hurt my leg so i stop half of it running and oh i have pain in my leg and uh, they believe me because i never had said it like that i had no never lie and so they believe me in that but, but it was for me to not be bully or that people should laugh at me so as i did it and uh, so uh, i knew when i was threatened I I couldn't run away from 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 those evil people so I needed to have another weapon and that was my brain so my brain had to take very much of it uh, the cortisol was going very high on me many times especially in my childhood and uh, i i was driving over by a track when i was three years old and i i learned the cortisol to be high very in young age and i am very sure that my my brother and older brother and sister hurt me very much because that was my adopted sister that pushed me out in the street and let me run over over the track and be killed and um, and it was it was sometimes yeah we are talking when they had some pokes and hit me i was laying bleeding in the grass and they hit me but a man come and and uh, make them run away so it had been and i i was falling out from the bus i think some uh, young boys uh, 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 did it to me because I tried to hold me and they pushed me and it was uh, boys from the school uh, those um, Arabic Muslims boys from the school so they were 12 years around there and they pushed me out in the street but they maybe never but maybe they have called for someone to be in the car because the car ran over me 
and I, I was dying in some way because I saw myself flying out from the bus. It was a tourist bus, so it was not a city bus. It was a high up uh, tourist bus. I was in and I saw myself flying. So that's also in this cortisol way to do it. That it was good because I didn't get any pain. And uh, I find myself, when I wake up, I find myself sitting on the street. And I, de- and I really didn't have any much pain because I was away. The cortisol was so high in me, so I was away. And uh, so it, I had some uh, hurting, and that was in my right knee. I, I was hurt when I was sitting, and uh, they find out that I broke my knees, my knee on the right side. <coughs> Sorry. I have it's like perfume blowing out in the in the room in my home and sometimes is it very strong. I try to let it stay far away from me, but I have walked into that when they just did spray in the air and I walked through that. I got it in my nose. And so tomorrow I'm going to do that test and I am... I have tried to find a test result of cortisol uh, in my report, health report from hospital and doctors. And it seems like they have never done it. Uh, and I don't know what, how to do it. Uh, if it's showing showing that uh, it's something wrong with the cortisol. Um, I don't know how to present it for my doctor. If he go angry at me, um, it should be good if if they write it in my report, health report. And I wanted to to do it uh, tomorrow because uh, in two weeks I am going to the doctor that have with with a with a sugar blood sugar to do and uh, and it. It is good that if they could see uh, what's going on with the cortisol, um, I suppose I get a paper. I hope I get a paper and not nothing on the internet because I don't have a, a printer. But I can also go to the... We have just an open library where I can go and get paper printed so I can take it to the doctor and show it. I I hope it's showing the, the cortisol is not in balance in, in my body so so that's the why I am 
to be bad in my brain and uh, that make sense that uh, the psychology thinks also because it can be unbalanced in the whole body so it can be uh, in the intermental things also uh, but uh, that I don't have mental issues because God and heaven helped me in this uh, when every time I, st- I tell you every time I have had something bad that make me go down in my mentally health that I I don't want to live thinking like that uh, and be very down it always happens something in 24 hours something good that make me come up from the deep mood uh, uh, and they have uh, giving me something, saying something to me from heaven, that make uh, and that cheer me up. So I never go down there. Uh, more than a few seconds. So uh, I had I was selling a kitten that was a man that was very angry at me. I don't remember anymore what it was, but uh, he called and called me and screaming at me. And uh, those in heaven, afterlife, I I, I don't know uh, if it's God or those in afterlife, but it doesn't matter only that they tell me. And uh, someone someone say that I should not answer the telephone. I should not answer him at all. And, uh, and the, the those in afterlife they say that he will go angry, extra angry, the first day, and then he don't come back more. He when he don't get any answer from you, he stop to be angry. So the so I did and and it stopped. So they tell me what to do. And uh, uh, if you have this uh, that you talk to God, talk to they in afterlife, it is not always that you should talk to God you need to talk to those uh, you can call them uh, protecting angels but it is your relatives that am in heaven that help you and you can talk to them inside your mind in uh, that you you need help with this situation that you you are in, and uh, I know that you should not talk it to God. You sh- should talk through God, but not to Him. You you say that you need to talk to your guardian angels. You say that to God that you need you need help from the guardian angels and uh, and ask god if you are allowed to talk to them and uh, he sent them to you and uh, you can talk to them about it because they are the one that do the action it not it is not god that do the action. I, God is there 
if it's something that is life threatened, then he can step closer to us and help us. But the most things that you need help with is the your guardian angels. That is, that is uh, uh, relatives to you. And, uh, and I have told you that I am on my seven, seventh, like guardian angels, the highest priest in heaven that helped me. So I have not been killed yet. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know nothing. I don't know if I, if I will die. Uh, I don't know if I, I maybe will live forever. In, in this time. I I don't know. Uh, I only know what they tell me. Uh, and what I see from them, but uh, I I can't have any real control over my life because it's they that make this decision if it's time for me to go or not. So it's only to live my life and wait for it if it will come, or if they are coming down here to bring me back in another way or I they want me to stay here when they have cleaned up the earth I don't know and I don't need to know the future that's the problem for you that listen that you think you have the control but you don't know the future uh, after you have listened here you maybe go out and a car come and drive over you kill you you don't know you we don't have any control we we need to only live our life that you know in your heart that God wants you to live and that is your life insurance to be like God wants you to be to be an image of God in how your how you think how you act people think that it's only to think uh, like God should thinking but it's also to act you are still a dead person if you not you don't act on what you receive from heaven it's many people I'm sorry that is so many people that is written in into the second book that I have met and people that I have only met on the internet but, uh, and on uh, this podcast that they have not acted on what they receive from God and in that way they they are written into the book of death and not the book of life. So the I need to recording tomorrow also to see what's going on with this cortisol. And then it was something special that happened with this test. It was that uh, yesterday they, a woman called me from, from the clinic that should do the test on me. 
and she said to to me that you can't come here and do the test she said to me so she said that we don't have any contract with with that company that that have written the the note to us that we should do the test and in Swedish is called remiss I don't know what it called in English but uh, ask them to do the test and she said that uh, we don't have this contract with them so uh, and she took me away from the waiting list the that uh, the the oh I dropped the word uh, appointment the appointment I had to the to do the test I was looking at it because there is on the internet I can see if I if I have that time to do the test and uh, there I she had taken that away from me so that means for me that this was very important because the devil tried to make me not do the test but I had paid for the test and I saw it was for five months I could do it but I need to do it before I go to the doctor about the blood sugar and uh, and then uh, I placed in myself in the same time as I should come, and then I have order a taxi to drive me there, so I will see what will happen when I'm coming there if i if I get the test or not and uh I wrote to the company that I have paid the test to and the manager answered me and said that uh, she she lied when she is saying that that they have no contract with us because we we signed a contract in October 2023 so so it's a lie from her he said that to me and then i and then i uh, we were talking uh, sometimes he and i and then he changed uh, every application and make it right in my papers uh, I look at it in the morning and and he have written in that I have paid for the test. It didn't say that the f- uh, before, but he write me up in the right way and helped me. So he, I'm sure that he have called this clinic also and told them that you can't say that to people that we don't have the contract with you so I will see what will happen because it can be many things because I know now that the devil doesn't want me to do the test of cortisol so something is it that he don't want me to see or the doctor to see so the uh, you that is my my protector here on earth uh, you you hold it for me that everything is going right and that doctor will 
see this result and act on it. Or else I, I die. It's, a, it's very close now. I'm very sick and uh, this that I have in my brain and, uh, and legs and everything that will kill me. And uh, if I don't get any treatment, it uh, it's have been over time, long over time here. It, I should have been killed for a long time ago, but I, I still hold it because I don't drink alcoholic things. And I try to eat as good... Uh, uh, healthy food and I take all the vitamins and minerals to hold up the body so uh, it needs to be done tomorrow and uh, it is the whole step you should uh, I tell you that I'm going to Talk to God about you that want the negative for me. I will uh, talk to him about it. And he know who you are that uh, pray prayer negative. Prayer to one that is not the real God. And uh, But you that is positive and have connection with afterlife uh, you should uh, ask uh, for every step to be protected because it can be the taxi can not come or we crash into something in the taxi on, on our way to the clinic or back home so every step need to be covered from heaven to everything to be because it's it is the real target now if i should live or die that's it uh, i want me as a, a person I should not have wants, but I have a goal to uh, be older than my mother. And she was 80 years old when she died. So I am uh, uh, at least 10 years more to live. I ask for, but uh, of course, my... Uh, I am more like my father and his, uh, on his branches, those that didn't drink alcoholic, they were over 100 years old. The oldest was 104 years old. And, and my, when my father died, I had, I had uh, things to get from from the oldest one when she died she she died after my father had died <laughs> she was my father's aunt and she was 104 so i have that dna in in me so i can be that i can be old if I get help with this cortisol, because I'm pretty sure that it's the cortisol that do something in the body. I don't have the DNA for these things that problem I have in my body. I have no drinking problem. I don't take any extra medicine that or drugs that I should not take. I try to hold me very clean. I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> no, I don't like coffee. 
So thank you for listening. And God bless us all of you. I include myself now because we I feel this spirit around me now from you uh, my uh, my listener and those that follow me that understand what's going on that uh, we hold it together everyone here I see it like we are in a, in a ring holding each other hands in this to be okay tomorrow to find it out and that the doctor act on it. Thank you.